I'm Paul Schaefer. I'm Will Lee. And you are watching the Letterman Podcast. La, 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 la. was my night at the late show and all through the ed. Not a creature was sleeping unless it was dead. The cameras were hung by the desk in each chair in hopes that Dave Letterman soon would be there. The audience was nestled all snug in their seats while visions of Letterman made their hearts skip two beats with Calvert in a kerchief and Rupert in his cap. We knew we were in for a one hour nap. Eddie, the warm-up guy, was ready to go, and I knew in a moment it was time for the show. I guess band introduction time must have came, because he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Sid, now Felicia, now Anton, Al, Will, on Bones, on Bruce, and at the top of the bill, at the top of the bandstand with no red nose at all. Now clap away, clap away, here comes Paul. And then in a twinkling I heard on the stage the prancing and pawing of each CBS page, as I drew in my breath and was turning around, downstage David Letterman came with a bound. He was dressed in Armani from his head to his foot. Now that later changed to Sue Hum. He was dressed by Sue Hum, but I don't think she was there yet, but it did change. He was dressed in Armani from his head to his foot, his peninsula hairpiece, the color of soot, with a bundle of jokes thanks to Inky's hard labors. And I thought, wake the kids, phone up the neighbors. His eyes, how they twinkled. What a gap-toothed mouth and a tie that was headed all the way to the south. The can of a hand he held, can of a ham he held tight in his hands. And he tossed it a bit before all of his fans. Leonard Tepper came out, a right jolly old elf. And I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. Then with a toss of a pencil and a shake of his fist, he proceeded to read us his top 10 list. He finished his list and went straight to his work interviewing celebrities who may think he's a jerk. Then laying his pencil aside of his nose and giving a nod, the show came to a close. He sprang to his feet, to his staff gave a whistle, and off flew his jacket like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim as he walked out of sight, thanks for being here, come again, and to all a good night. Welcome once again to the Letterman Podcast. My name is Mike Chisholm. Uh, this is our Christmas episode. You know, and, uh, and and I'm saying that it's a Christmas episode because I think about uh, growing up watching entertainment and many shows uh, that were on television, which when I was growing up was the primary form of entertainment, television and movies. Uh, there were many of my favorite programs that had Christmas episodes. Now, as I say that, I know everybody doesn't celebrate Christmas. So I just want to say this is our holiday episode, but we're calling it the Christmas episode because that was... Um, you know, the influence growing up, um, you know, back in the day, it wasn't holiday episodes. It was, this is the Christmas episode, a Charlie Brown Christmas, um, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and, 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 and Frosty the Snowman and, um, and of course, countless others, um, you know, Saturday Night Live, the Christmas show, um, and, and of course, uh, Late Night with David Letterman. And then of course, Late Show with David Letterman would always have kind of a go home Christmas episode. And, and, and so this is our version of that. Um, so we're going to come in and first off, thank Marilyn Sargent for uh, regaling us with Twas My Night at the Late Show. Uh, she always has a place on this set here. She is our Darlene Love. More on Darlene Love in a moment, though. Um, Marilyn Sargent is the Letterman Podcast's Darlene Love, and we appreciate her so much. I got a chance to actually see her in the flesh this year. And uh, a couple other little experiences with Marilyn this year, which were, 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 were incredible. But she always has a present on our set. There is the hymnal from the night that she was on 
Late Show with David Letterman uh, on the pre-show and got a chance to read her poem to Dave. That version of the poem, the poem that we showed here was the very first version of the poem. Uh, if you go to, you know what, I might even finish uh, part two with, um, with, with the last incarnation of it uh, inside the hymnal there. And of course, um, she gave me also the bag of, uh, this is some snow from Darlene Love's last appearance on Late Show with David Letterman in 2014. Um, Marilyn, thank you for being you. Uh, let's talk about Darlene Love. I mean, that's what this episode's going to be, by the way. Um, you know, for those of you who only come on here because you want to talk, uh, hear about this, hear from the staffers, totally fine. Totally fine. Uh, this isn't one of those episodes, but it kind of is because we're going to have clips from the year uh, nestled within this episode of the Letterman podcast. So it's a Christmas episode, but it's also kind of a year in review episode as well. And then at the end, we're going to talk about what's in store for 2024. And there's some cool things that are happening. One of the things that are happening, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to read it. I'm just going to read it right here. Uh, I don't think she will think that I'm telling tales out of school. Uh, I think we're just wetting the beak, wetting the appetite. No, wetting the beak is getting paid on something. Certainly that hasn't happened. Although in 2024, it would be really cool. You know, I had a letterman. It'd be really, really cool if we could turn this into a thing where I could devote more professional time to this. In other words, get paid for it. Um, I had somebody who was attached to Dave um, for a long time reach out to me. We had a really good phone call. Um, loves what it is that we're doing. And they were, um, you know, giving giving advice, uh, which I appreciate very, very much. And um, said to me, hey, Mike, what you're doing here is work. You need to understand that. And, and I never ever viewed this as, as, as work. Uh, but they were, they said, no, what you're doing is, is you have, you've done some stuff and I don't want to get too inside with, with, with the way that they described how this was work from a, from an outside perspective, looking at it. Um, and, and they said to me, you're working for free. Um, this year, you're not going to be working for free, uh, in the next year. That's, that's, that's gotta be your goal. And, and, and they gave me good advice about that. And I just appreciate that very, very much. Um, so, so, you know, talk about 2024. That's one of the things that I would love to say is because then, then I could devote more time to it. I could do more, more, more effort to it. Good Lord. Imagine if what the Letterman podcast would look like if, um, if we could do some things that, uh, uh, that were just a little bit more professional, a little bit more polished. Um, mm -hmm. I think that would be a lot of fun, but anyway, um, so we'll wet the appetite. So that's wet in the beak. We're going to wet the appetite though of 2024. Uh, I just received an email quite literally uh, five minutes before starting hitting the record button here. Uh, I was checking my email uh, just to make sure there was nothing else that I had missed so I could start recording the uh, the Christmas episode here. And um, I got an email from Darlene Love. Now, crazy that there would be time for her to even send this to me because I think all of us uh, Letterman enthusiasts have probably, we'd have to be living under a rock to not have known what Darlene Love's holiday season has been publicly um, on, 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 on television and, 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 and um, in the public eye, Never mind the gigs that she has been doing almost every day. This gal since October has been ridiculously busy, 82 years old, unbelievable voice, unbelievable, just looks gorgeous. She's a light in this world. 
um, she and I have been communicating and, 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 um, you know, we were hoping to have her on the Christmas episode this year, hindsight being 2020, I can already see, no, this is good that we're not. I want to have her in a time where she's not insanely busy and we can actually go over some stuff and we can actually give Darlene the treatment that she deserves being the legend that she is. And she is a legend. There are so many cool things about Darlene Love and uh, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Uh, little nuances uh, that have been touched on, certainly, in the past couple of weeks. And it's been sort of out there. Uh, listen to Brian Ted up. Brian, talk about 2024. There's another guy that uh, we want to have on here. Uh, for sure. He and I have been gone back and forth a little bit, but Brian Tedda does a podcast. Um, he's the executive producer of The View, but he came up through Letterman. And I can't wait for him to tell his story as to becoming the top guy at The View um, and, 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 and how he came up through Letterman's system from an intern all the way up um, and, and has taken on the tradition from Late Show of having Darlene Love on every year on The View to sing Christmas Baby, Please Go Home. Awesome. He also does a podcast. Uh, it's a short podcast, usually reviewing or recapping the previous episode of The View that they did that day. It, it, very, very cool idea. Watch Darlene on Brian Tedda's podcast, or listen to it, I should say. Uh, very cool. He, he, he touches on a bunch of the things. I, I said to him after I heard the episode, um, I said, hey, you know what? It was a long form type podcast in a very short period of time. He asks a lot of very cool questions, questions that I, I, I wanted to ask personally, will ask, will go into. And because we don't have Darlene on this show um, before the holidays, we'll be able to have her during a much less busy time of year for her. I uh, shouldn't say less busy, less insane time of year for her. And we'll be able to go over some of these really, really cool things. But so anyway, I'm checking the email and uh, Darlene Love sends this to me. Hey, Mike, sorry, I haven't responded to you sooner. My apologies. Won't be able to talk to you uh, until the first of the year. I haven't forgotten you. Uh, Darlene, you keep going. This is amazing what you are doing. Um, the, 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 the program was share the lighting ceremony. Just phenomenal. Phenomenal. And by the way, um, I'll talk about Willie in a minute here, actually. Um, but thank you to Will for everything that he does to support this show. Obviously, uh, we appreciate him like crazy. Um, so yeah, I, it's been a it's been a really cool week uh, for Letterman stuff. I was uh, the other email I was hoping to see is that I would have uh, that I won the marquee that we won the marquee for the Letterman podcast. Uh, haven't gotten that email yet. Fingers crossed. Hopefully that's the case. Uh, it's very cool to see them. That's Dave's version. Giveaway Dave, um, giving away the marquee from Late Show with David Letterman just to kind of see what happens. Uh, we would love to win it, but at the end of the day, it would be very cool to see um, the journey that this marquee is going to take. I'm very curious about who wins it and what they're going to do with it. I know what we would do with it, but anyhow. Um, so where were we? Christmas episodes. Yeah, so, so growing up... Um, you know, obviously this is our holiday episode. We want to say happy holidays, no matter what your persuasion is. Our hope or my hope is that um, this time of year for you is a good time. And if you are an enthusiast of David Letterman and, and, uh, and, and you're, you like this show, 
Um, first off, what's wrong with you for liking this show? That's pretty crazy. But second off, no, I, I, I would love to spend some time, um, you know, lamenting, uh, man, lamenting is not the right word. Pontificating there. That's the right word. Um, about this last year. And, um, also there is, there is some lamentation in there too, as well. And, uh, and, and going over where we have come from. This has been the first time we've had a full calendar year uh, since the Letterman podcast started. We started back in April of 22. So we had an entire 2023. Um, I don't know how many episodes uh, that we put out in the calendar year. My goal was to put out at least 60. I think we did. Um, I want to go more than 52 episodes a year. I want to have bonus episodes and things like that. And I know we did that uh, quite a bit. Um, all leading up to episode 100, and that's where I'm going to start. I'm going to start saying, wow, um, boy, oh boy, uh, huh. I haven't I haven't turned the camera on since episode 100 um, aired two weeks ago. And, and it, episode 100 aired in four parts, um, and it was, I had my hands completely off the wheel for this one, and it felt really cool. Um and it's funny because this holiday episode of the Letterman podcast is everything that episode 100 uh, was not. As far as I'm concerned, episode 100, all four parts, in my opinion, are all one. It's like Godfather one and two. I kind of view them kind of as one movie. Uh, those four parts are one episode. They're just broken up to bite size a little bit uh, for, 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 for people. By far the best anything that we have ever put out. And that is because I was edited out of most of it. <laughs> I fully admit that. Whereas the irony is this holiday episode, I'm going to be talking to you the whole time and, uh, and, and nestling clips in, of course, to, to, to break the, the monotony and the insanity of me just talking to you. Um, but at the end of the day, it wasn't just that I was edited out. I say that a little bit tongue in cheek, having Don Giller put his eye on the Letterman podcast with his, uh, the width and breadth of his uh, point of view experience. First off an incredible, he's going to hate this. He's not going to watch any more of this episode now um, because he's going to hate what I'm about to say. Um, but, but at the end of the day, the honor of that, and we've taken, he's taken episode 100. He's put it on his channel. The honor of having something that I have, been a part of uh directly on don giller's channel uh his youtube channel uh i can't i can't adequately express the honor about that i am just i'm blown away by that um that's the emotional part <laughs> let's go to the logical part now the logical part of having that man uh nothing short of an expert um, I just got a notification. Will Lee, it's a blue Christmas on YouTube. Let's, uh, I'm going to share that after this, but after this, let's all see Will Lee, a blue Christmas, um, on the YouTube. Um, but having Don Giller put his eye and his, uh, expertise, um, over our show. And this guy spent hours, hundreds of hours. I would, I would submit, uh, doing this because he had to go over all the episodes of the Letterman podcast that happened between zero and, and, uh, and a hundred and 99. Dennis Pino was episode 99. 
and figure out how to put clips in. And the clips that I'm going to put in this episode are going to be hopefully all different from the ones that he used um, to create a narrative. And he did it. Like, it was so cool. I, again, I had very limited, very, very limited um, uh, interaction with how this was created. I When he said that he was going to do this, I was blown away and I wanted to be involved as little as possible because I was so curious as to what Don Giller would find uh, worthy of the narrative that he kind of found. The thing I love about Don's uh, compilations is he takes old clips, puts them together and creates narrative. Sometimes it's just a guest who over the entire uh, late night and late show run uh, puts them all together and, and that itself creates the narrative. But sometimes he will put things together. Like I think about uh, Alan Coulter's, um, you know, compilation. It's really, really fun to watch Don be Don and to put in some of his editorial um, influence into things. And the way that he did it, um, you know, at first it was going to be one episode and then he, he messaged me. He's like, it's going to be five hours long. And, 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 and I, I said, well, look, episode 100 doesn't have to be one episode. It could be four episodes, it could be six episodes, whatever. Um, and so, you know, he got back to me again and he's like, um, talking about, you know, the, the one that I love the most is episode two, to be perfectly frank of, of, of 100, uh, episode 100 of the Letterman podcast, uh, the transition. It is, uh, in my opinion, one of the greatest moments in entertainment um, from a, from a fascination standpoint and, and entertainment, entertaining standpoint as well. And from my generation, and it's very cool that the transition from NBC to CBS, uh, has an entire episode. And I, and I, and I go back to think about, uh, you know, Morty and, and George Schweitzer and, and, and the others who were, um, who were featured in that. And I feel like a Bill Carter, of course, Bill Carter, oh my goodness. I'll get, I'll get to these people in a second here, but, um, you know, I feel like that Don actually helped show that the, this show that the Letterman podcast actually has contributed something to the Letterman mythos. Um, and particularly in that episode, I, I just, uh, I really appreciate Don and, 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 um, and and he made this show way better than it ever could be. And maybe if we if we start getting some production budget and things like that, um, you know, a show like the one we're doing today will never exist again with me just talking to camera. It, it, this show isn't about me. It's 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 it's. Uh, I, I I certainly want to be a conduit for the community, for the enthusiasts. Um, <clears throat> you know, I want to be somebody who can who can elicit. Uh, you know, great conversation and response. This is a conversation podcast. It's not an interview podcast. It's one where, you know, we want to have conversations. I think that's the key to getting people who aren't used to being on camera to open up and to talk about some of these things. I think, I think it's because many times those types of people don't want to be interviewed, but they love to have a conversation. But that being said, um, I think if we had maybe an editor who wasn't me, uh, this show could be a whole lot better. And Don certainly 
certainly prove that. Uh, we have never put out anything as good as we did with ep- the four parts of episode 100, and that's all Don Giller. So, Don, I just want to say thank you so much. Um, you know, that is a, a holiday present beyond anything that I could have ever, ever asked for. Um, and I'm going to get emotional again, so I shouldn't, I shouldn't do that. Um, I just appreciate him so, so, so much for um, what he has done. Um, so we've had this 12 month uh, cycle leading up to episode 100. And it was um, for the Letterman podcast itself as an entity, this was an incredible year. Um, there were many moments for me personally that were absolutely incredible, but it wasn't all ups. Um, there were some downs as well. And, um, you know, um, every episode opens, um, with me looking at that picture right there. And, um, and that's Rick Sheckman in his prime, in his glory, wearing a Cat Stevens t-shirt. Uh, I got that picture. Why do you have a picture of Rick Sheckman blown up? Well, many times, unfortunately, um, pictures of, of, of human beings um, living on this planet that aren't in entertainment um, in front of the camera. The only time they get their picture blown up is at their memorial. Many times that's the case. And I don't know if that's the only time Rick's had his picture blown up, but this is from his memorial. And his niece um, gave that to me at his memorial. This show doesn't exist without Rick Sheckman. And we lost Rick Sheckman on my birthday on March 10th. And um, boy, <laughs> you know, uh, I, he gave me gifts. He gave this show gifts, presents, all the way up until a couple weeks before he passed. And a couple days before he passed, um, he said some really, really nice things about this show. And the the last time I talked to him, um, he said some really, really nice things about this show. And 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 at the beginning, and I mean, you can go back and if you want to watch uh, me talk about Rick, I did a tribute episode to him, and then Alex Bennett came on and we talked about him. Um, if you want to go back and watch those, I please do, please do. Um, everybody should know about Rick Jackman and we talk about him a lot and I will continue to talk about him a lot with those who worked with him. Um, Rick is always going to be a part of the Letterman podcast. So it wasn't all ups. There were a lot of, there, 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 there was a pretty significant down for us this year as well. So 2023 is, 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 um, there's a year of, was a year of, of, of significant growth for us, significant credibility. Uh, but also, significant loss um and the gravity of you know every single one of these people that we do lose that i don't end up getting on here oh man because it's so special to hear these amazing people tell their stories and um and some of them are some of them are starting to get up there you know um because late night was for was it 41 years ago now that late night with David Letterman started, you know, the, the, the morning show, even earlier, Dave guesting on the tonight show, even earlier, the comedy store, even earlier, you know, you think about some of Dave's friends, um, you know, we want to get for the Letterman podcast. We want this complete 
uh, anecdotal archive. And so anyway, um, I want to work harder this next year to, to make that all happen. And I just want to say thank you very much to everybody who has encouraged us. Uh, I even have people, I do, you know, I, I talk about it kind of tongue in cheek a little bit. I even have people who have, have complimented and said, no, this feels like a community, uh, do episodes like this where it's just me talking. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I know that I'm okay with that when I listen to podcasts. Like if I'm listening to a Kevin Smith podcast, I'm I'm cool to listen to Kevin Smith for um for an hour or 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 some of the other podcasts that I I enjoy. Um I don't know that I'm that guy, but I know that there have been people who are like, "No, Mike, do that. I love listening to you talk." And I can't imagine that. But that's what this episode is. Um we'll throw some clips in, in a second here. Um Let's do our year in review. Let's start that and see how that goes. Um, uh, you know what? I'm going to start with Marilyn Sargent from last year. Um, I just appreciate her so, so much for the uh, the episode that we did, the Christmas episode for last year, and, and, and her sharing the poem, the evolution of the poem. Uh, and, and I got to see Marilyn at Rupert's retirement party in, in the flesh. And then after that, um, she went over to Jay Ryan. Shout out to Jay and Nicole. Shout out to Nicole right now. Um, she's she's Jay's wife uh, is 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 gripped with MS. Uh, Jay's the guy who stole the microphone. He was on early on early episode of the Letterman podcast. Uh, so and if you haven't um, seen Jay Ryan, Cars and Comedy, um, you know definitely a part of our community. We're a part of his community. And if ever uh, a Letterman podcast network does start, um, you know Jay is certainly um, one of the founders of that. Um, but anyway, um, you know, Marilyn got a chance to go sit at the original Late Show desk and see the microphone, the legendary microphone. Uh, I love that. I'm so grateful that she had to have that. She got to have that experience. And that's one thing that this show wants to do is, is help others um, get some pretty cool experiences that they might not have gotten. Uh, so feel free to reach out to us. If, if there's someone that you've always wanted to talk to or ask a question to or whatever, if we can be a conduit for that, we want to do that. Um, so Marilyn Sargent, last year's Christmas episode. Then we move into Will Lee. Now, Will Lee, I can go on and on and on and on about Will Lee. Boy, uh, could I go on about Will Lee. Um, I actually have a bonafide friendship with this dude, and he's one of the coolest cats walking the planet. Uh, he really, really is. He's just... He's just fantastic, um, hardworking, uh, still working insane all around the world, going to Japan, going to Europe, you know, recording in the studio in Germany, uh, doing 12 hour, 14 hour sessions in, in, in recording studios in New York, just touring around with multiple, multiple gigs, multiple groups, um, you know, still doing fab faux stuff. And, and, and when a new Beatles song comes out, I get to call him or he calls me. Um, <laughs> um, I'm trying not to curse on here as much. I know in the early episodes, it was like, yeah, free and easy. Let's curse all the time. Um, I don't want to get kicked off platforms and YouTubes and things like that. If we are going to try and monetize this thing. But when we had our episode with Dick Cavett uh, about four days later, I get this. I, I look on the caller ID and it's Will Lee. And I knew he was going to Germany and I pick up, I'm like, what? This is okay. And I, hello? And all he says is, 
dick effing habit. Are you kidding me? Those were his first words to me. And, and I'm like, aren't you in Germany, dude? He goes, yeah, but I just had to call. I just had to. Um, I, I just, I cannot tell you how cool a guy that Will is. I mean, if you watch his episode, um, you'll see it. Um, I've been given a note to ask about the uh, the Paul Bobblehead or the Bobbleheads. The Bobblehead. Um, <laughs> that was the thing that I just, you know, my wife and I thought, what? A, how can we... How could we do something that's uh, really cool honoring Paul for a Christmas present for all the staffers? That's the one made in China <laughs> and um, where all good bobbleheads come from. I, um, so, so between Sandrine, my wife and I, we looked into it and found a, a company that would do this. You know, uh, I forgot how we got it happening. I think we must have sent multiple images of Paul from different angles or something yep. Yep. he didn't know this was happening of course and we made a, like a couple of hundred and we gave it to the staff everybody on staff as a christmas gift that year and awesome. i think most people thought it came from paul <laughs> about 2024 uh we're gonna have will on again and and um and and we're gonna have an even deeper episode um than we than we did the first time but i just appreciate will so much he's so fantastic uh jeremy weiner Okay, we are going to interrupt the year in review right now. Uh, Jeremy Weiner is an amazing guy, and I want to do him justice and everybody else uh, as we do the year in review. But this podcast got hijacked in a in a in a in a lovely way. Uh, I was actually doing the year in review, and um, some activity was happening in the background, and that activity had to do with uh, one of David Letterman's legendary guests from Late Night. Sandra Bernhardt. Um, and now I am a, I absolutely loved her growing up watching her on late night. I know a lot of other people uh, can certainly say the same, that she was a guest um, that, that certainly uh, brought a unique energy to say the least to sitting in the chair beside David Letterman from the very beginning, all the way up to, I think she, I think uh, she did two appearances on late show. She was, uh, on late night, primarily 26, 27 times, maybe. And then uh, a couple of times on late show as well. Uh, you can actually go on Don Giller's channel and see. Um, uh, there's a three part compilation for Sandra Bernhardt. Now, I have been wanting to get her on the show for a long time. I've reached out to her in, in a few different ways, but never been able to uh, penetrate the shield um, that, 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 that gets to her. I've had also a bunch of you guys have reached out to me to try and get her on the show uh, and talk to me about Sandra. I know that she has, a, I don't have a serious XM. I, I just, I just don't have it because it's just the timing thing. Um, I, I just don't have time for all the content that's out there right now. And I mean, you know, I'm trying to make content. So I'm not seeing as much as I'd like to. I'd like to see Conan stuff on there. There's other people who have shows on Sirius that I would love to uh, to dive into, but, um, and Sandra's one of them, actually, she does a show once a week on, I believe it's Andy Cohen's, um, uh, channel on Sirius XM, uh, Radio Andy, and, and it's called Sandyland. And I would just, that's something I would listen to every week. I just, I really, really appreciate, um, the unique perspective that, uh, Sandra brings to life. And, 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 uh, so anyway, 
Um, as I was shooting the podcast this morning, um, it's a little bit later in the day now, um, my phone was going off and people were saying, Hey, you're giving me some, 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 some tips about how I might be able to talk to Sandra right now. And so I kind of paused things. Uh, I kept the cameras rolling though. And I kind of paused things and, and, and decided to see about calling into her show. And, um, apparently she's talked about Dave a little bit lately. Uh, and, and so I did. And you know what? It's the universe given the Letterman podcast a Christmas present. Uh, I'll say that I've, I've, I've put together a little bit of what happened. Um, and, uh, we're going to show that right now. So, uh, I don't know if this is, uh, legal, if we're going to get in trouble for this or not, but we have put together, um, both sides of my call with, uh, Sandra Bernhardt. So, uh, roll it. Jerry is busy. Oh boy. Is it going to be one of these things? Oh, I got in. Oh, come on. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. Wouldn't it be crazy if we talked to Sandra Bernhardt during the Christmas episode of the Letterman Podcast? Hello. I would like to speak with Sandra Bernhardt, please. What's her name? My name is Mike Chisholm. All right. And where are you calling from? Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada. And I should also let you know that I'm the host of the Letterman Podcast. What do you want to tell her? Uh, well, uh, massive affection from myself and folks who uh, are enthusiasts of David Letterman. That's one of the things. And then, uh, two, if we can have a little conversation about some stuff, I have, you know, a laundry list of questions, but I don't know the format. I don't know how long I have with her. So, you know, whatever you guys want. <laughs> as long as you want to talk to you. And right on. Their callers that we get. Okay. Um, we, we take callers during the second cycle. Sure. So that's going to be in about 10 minutes. If they have the line, you can give us a call back. Either way, I'm going to put you on hold. Uh, I'm going to stay on the line. Long. Yeah, yeah. can I hear the show while I'm on hold? You'll be able to hear her. Fantastic. That's great. Thank you. Whatever. But then, so I don't know who recommended Alexa, but She's done so much for, for me and the family. You're wrong. I don't know about the legalities. 2019. This is Sandra talking right now. I want to say to all of you that I love what I do. I love being on Radio Andy. So Sandra Bernhardt is going to be on the Letterman podcast. Maybe this is like a Christmas present to the Letterman podcast right here that I get a chance to talk to Sandra Bernhardt. I don't know how the hell I'm going to edit this episode. It comes out tomorrow. Don Giller just said, breathe. I'm sorry, where are you calling from again? Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada. Sounds great. By the way, I forgot to tell you, actress, author, and stand-up comedian Susie Essman is here. Mike in British Columbia. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? Sandra, it's Mike Chisholm. I am actually the host of the Letterman podcast. It is surreal to talk to you today. How you doing? I'm sorry about your voice. Thank you. Thank I appreciate you. it. I appreciate Tell it. me about your podcast. About I want to hear all about it. Uh, the, the Letterman podcast is a celebration of the greatest body of broadcast work in history, that of David Letterman and company. The reason I'm calling today is I have a significant fan base who have wanted you on our show. And one of them, his name's Richard, shout out to Richard, gave me the number for this show 
and said, you should call in and talk to Sandy. And I'm like, all right. And so that's what I'm doing. Uh, obviously, your work that you did on that show is incredible. So, Well, let's do it. Oh, okay. Let's make it happen. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to have you on. Um, you are phenomenal. And when uh, we get, when and, we get, uh, well, before we get off, tell, give Shakira your info. Yeah. And I'll send it to my publicist and then he'll reach out to you. Okay. That sounds but great. But you know what you can do? You can, you, you can also go to my website. Yep. <clears throat> His name is Ken. Yep. And just reach out to him. Okay. But can we talk a little bit now? Like, I mean, I, this is, this is really cool talking to you. Really cool talking to you. Absolutely. Oh. It's, talk to oh. me. Talk to me, ask me questions, tell me your thoughts. All right. Well, I go deep, unfortunately, and so I don't know if it's going to isolate the audience, but I believe that Whitney Houston uh, performed I Will Always Love You the way that she did because she saw you perform it on Late Night with David Letterman back in the early 80s first. Her rendition is strikingly like yours. Is it really? Oh, I I mean, gosh, it's, it's not like Dolly Parton's. It's uh, if I listen to your version of it, and then I listen to Whitney. It's like, oh yeah, there's a there's a there's a bit of a similarity there. Um, yeah, I mean those moments. Yeah, do, you those which, moments. do you remember which? Do you remember which episode of of the show that I, I sang to him? That's oh man, I want to say, I can't say it off the top of my head. You can go on for those who want to see Sandra on 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 late night and late show with David Letterman. Go to Don Giller's YouTube, uh, and there's a compilation three part compilation of all of the appearances. I think it was the third time. You appeared on the show. I think I think it was eighty three. I want to say it's eighty three. I'm pretty sure it was like after the Kings of Comedy in that in that era. Well, that was the first time I was on. <clears throat> it was to promote King of Comedy. Yeah, and it was definitely eighty three. Yeah. Okay. So so it wasn't it wasn't your first time, but it was really close to that anyway. Um, and you 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 I I would love when you would sing a verse of a song and just do a few bars and and just show your uh, how talented you are when you were on late night. It was incredible. And I'm talking lots because I know you're having a hard time talking. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm You get kudos for that, honey. Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> um, I'll tell you this. I've got a laundry list of things I would want to ask you about if you come on the show. One of the things, of course, is uh, comedy store years. Um, you know, and, and I mean, we've had we've had Dreesen on. We've had Altman on. Uh, we're talking to Mule Deer right now. Shout out to Gary Mule Deer. He's uh, he's not he's 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 having some struggles a little bit health wise. Um, I want to talk to you about the comedy he? store. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, and we can give shout outs to him that day. That'll that'll make him happy. Um, but uh, I want to talk about comedy store years with you and 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 some and of these things. Absolutely, um, let's do it. Do you uh, do you think back to the comedy store? years uh to this day the way that dave does no i don't not the way dave does because you know when you were a man performing at the comedy store it was a whole different kind of experience but i am always very grateful to those years especially in the belly room yeah which was so stupid but it gave me and a few other friends women friends an opportunity to really expand our repertoire and get our confidence level up um and it was just such a unique situation back in the 70s to be um to be in that setting because it was just raw it was it was raw and there was only so many outlets for comics back then you know it wasn't like uh 
<clears throat> today where you know there's social media and YouTube and you can kind of, you know, TikTok. Yeah. You can do it anywhere you want. There you had there was nothing. You know, people would come from you know the the the, the shows, the the sitcom, they come see you. <laughs> Sometimes you get a part on a show or maybe you end up with your own series. Yep. But there really wasn't that much outlet or you know you go on the Tonight Show, yep. or eventually, not, not the Letterman Show didn't exist. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was so rarefied. It was so, like, that was it. It was like you were doing it, what you were supposed to do. And you had to get really good at that before you were ever going to go anywhere else. And wherever else it was, it was either on the road, playing bigger gigs, or opening for somebody, or it was... TV or film, and I got lucky, and I got the king of comedy, and that was my ticket out of there. So <clears throat> it was amazing. I, I'm looking forward to talking to you. Oh man, I, I uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I know, oh, I can tell. I, have, uh, I can tell. I, the, the 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 word that I have for you and 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 your appearances is is is, is a high regard word. It's reverence. Um, because you know, for, for a variety of reasons. And I mean, I've got so many questions that I would love to just, uh, dive in with, with you, but, but, but really at the end of the day, um, it was Dave's friends throughout the years, no matter what era of his career it was, his friends from the comedy store had a different rapport and relationship with him. Even at the beginning, when the show, uh, was the experimental, the basement, the indie, if you want to call it that. At um, all yeah. the way up to when he became, you know, kind of powerful Dave, where where he was more, uh, you know, um, revered than the person beside him. Um, the friends from the comedy store had a different, they got under the armor immediately. They treated him differently. They And the way that you would bring it to him, the, the way, way that, that you yeah. would absolutely show off your talent. And I mean, I've got a couple people that I compare you to um, because you don't know where the line blurs to when you're being serious to how much would have been produced uh, or, or a segment producer would have gone over it versus improv versus how much of it is uh, an act. I, I would compare you to Robin Williams when it comes to that. You were absolutely incredible. Uh, uh, one, one of my, my far, one of Dave's best guests of all time. And diving into that and asking you about some of those things is going to be a complete honor. I can't wait to do it, Mike. And we're going to make that happen in the new year. So Absolutely. let's get the, everything in motion. But do give your um, information to Shakira. And I will yeah. forward it also to Ken, my publicist, so we can go, go at it from two different angles and, and get this booked. Absolutely. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. I appreciate you. Thanks for toughing it out with the voice today. And thanks for giving me some time to uh, talk to you. It's been an absolute treat. And we're gonna go. We're gonna go deep and long later on. Right. And I can, I can like. see. I can see you're a pro, and I can't wait to do it, Mike. Thank you, honey. Oh, this is gonna be, be outstanding. outstanding. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Have, Have a great, great day. day. Enjoy, Enjoy the show, everybody. everybody. Oh, sweet, Mike. Andrea, West Hollywood. Hi, Andrea. Hey. Uh, let's just do Letterman's podcast. The path that's along. Thank you so much for calling today. That was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Bye. Okay. Uh, so does anybody out there know the legalities of posting um, this end of a phone call from a Sirius XM show? I'm going to shout out. Uh, uh, I'm going to shout out. I've had a few people who have told me about Sandra's show. 
uh, on Sirius, but I don't have Sirius. So uh, Richard Handel, uh, I'm going to give you the big shout out right now because you gave me the phone number to call in and 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 have been nudging me the last couple of months that I need to call her. So you know what, Richard's got some some health stuff going on as well. So we want to, from the Letterman podcast, we want to shout out Richard and say, hey, I hope that you're okay, buddy. Yeah, I just appreciate you very, very much. Thank you for nudging me to do this. Having Sandra on this show is going to be a complete honor. Merry Christmas to the Letterman podcast. <laughs> and it happened right in the middle of our Christmas episode, which is coming up tomorrow. You know what? I'm uh, I'm going to keep that in there. We're going to do some fancy editing today and we'll uh, go from there. All right. Now that, that was a Christmas present <laughs> for the Letterman podcast. Uh, completely spontaneous. That was not planned. Uh, but boy, did it work out. And was it kind of cool that uh, we got a chance to kind of document that on an, uh, the Christmas episode of the Letterman podcast. Um, so we're going to continue the year in review and go over that uh, because next week, you know, it's all the sports shows do that, right? The plays of the year, uh, hockey fan, right? The hits of the year, the goals of the year, the passes of the year, um, you know, whatever, uh, all that kind of stuff. And, and I think that, that it's a cool tradition that we get into as well. Some of the highlights from some of the guests on the show and we give every a chance to thank all the guests who come on the show. Um, I'm going to kind of fast forward. One of the guests who came on the show this year was Glenn Borders. Glenn Borders, uh, I appreciate him so much, was the uh, he's a special effects guy for 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 Letterman. He's the guy who made the desk vibrate. Um, you know, uh, he did a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and 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 uh, Glenn, one of the things that he was um, most proud of was the very last Darlene Love Christmas show in 2014. He was so proud of that and he made it snow and, and um, that the atmosphere in that room was just amazing. People are still talking about the last time Darlene Love was on, you know, we talked about Darlene Love at the beginning of this episode. We're going to finish up talking about her uh, and having Glenn come on and tell this story for the Christmas episode of the Letterman podcast in 2023. Uh, we're going to continue on next week with the year in review of 2023 and wish everybody a happy new year at that point. But um yeah, let's let's finish this show uh, today talking to our friend Glenn Borders about the final late show Christmas episode with Darlene Love. Do you remember this? Do you remember what this is? No, I can't really see it. Okay, that's the uh, that is a they call it the hymnal. It's the poem. Twas the night at the late show, and inside oh. is a baggie. I don't know if you can see that or not, but that is the snow. That is some of the snow from ah! Darlene Love's last performance. Yes, yes. I want to talk about oh, I think that. I, I'm sure I have that in there. Yeah, I'm sure I have it. I'm sure you do too. Yeah. Um, I I I know how particularly proud you were of uh, of this, and we'll put up we'll put up some pictures uh, in the Facebook group and all that. But there's some of the snow. Yeah, yeah. From the very last performance, uh, Darlene loves last performance, and and I mean, you know, that last year, there were so many magical moments. Um, yeah. At the very top of the list, you know, outside of the six weeks, maybe the most important or the, the the biggest moment was the very last Christmas show or the culmination Christmas yeah. show uh, yeah. with Darlene Love and her performance. I think that was by far of all the years she's been on, that was by far the biggest, and it was the best performance. Uh, baby please come home and I and agree. and uh, uh this is the 
this is actual asbestos from the final Christmas show is what was good. <laughs> um, you were particularly proud of, of making it snow in the theater that night. Can we talk it, a little bit about that? I love, let me tell you, first of all, I am not a Christmassy guy. <laughs> I, 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 I never. You're not like there. Pat Farmer. Pat Farmer I, certainly is. Oh, absolutely. Well, everybody there was. <laughs> I mean, I, I would never say Merry Christmas to anyone unless they say it to me. I'll, right. I, I, you know, I was yep. I was raised correctly. You know, yep. I, I will say Merry Christmas back to you or or <laughs> same to you. It's a good one. Same to you. Sure. I am not a Christmassy guy, but I absolutely loved doing uh, Snow for Darling Love on the Christmas show. I loved doing the Christmas show. Yeah, it was it's it, it was iconic. It, it was just great to watch on television, let yep. alone be a part of it. And for many years, they allowed me to be a part of this thing. And uh, as an assistant, when I learned to do it from Gene, yep. just to be a part of that, and then to, to be the assistant making everything happen yep. was so cool. But then those 10, 11, 12 years, whatever it was, years that I was the guy I was just it was I was so proud to do this it was such a great effect for such a great song for such a great moment for such a great artist on such a great show it and to be a part of it it's just like wow man I can't believe I did that I I, I made it my own yeah I learned it from Gene but I made it my own um we would because you know we had the catwalk above yep. the stage and we would order small wind machines and we would attach them to the catwalk on at first we would would just do it over the, facing the stage i guess right in the middle of the stage yeah. we'd have two two or two or about two of them there and it would be me another person and gene and then we had uh, snow machines that stayed up all year long over the the front first front uh the first two rows of the audience so it rate so it snowed a little bit in the audience as well so yeah. Uh, so Gene would do that, and my, me and myself, my, myself and someone else, we would um, we would do the two. Well, I made it to a bigger thing. I had two two wind machines on this side, two wind machines on that side, two wind machines on that side, and the uh, and and the audience. So I told them, they said, "Well, we want them bigger and better." I said, "Well, I need more guys. I need more. I need more pairs of hands." Yep. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> so they never wanted to pay for extra guys. And so I always thought, if you want this thing to be epic, you have to give me the guys I want. And so they get, they started giving me six guys, plus myself, seven people. Yep. And we made it snow. So we had the wind machines. And what we did, we had we angled them up like a 45-degree angle. And I taught everyone how to keep continuous snow going. Because if you grab a, a handful of snow and put it in front of the fan, it will yep. blow up and then drop down. Right. So if you do it a hand at a time, it'll, there'll be a hole. It'll be snow, and then it'll stop for a split second, it'll be snow. And so right. I would teach everyone to grab it, um, a handful. And while you're doing that, you're grabbing another handful. And you don't just toss it. You want to do this. So you're cycling. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that it's coming through your fingers. And so you've got six guys up on the catwalk doing that from three different angles. Like so that so so that it comes out not because if you do this, it's gonna come out in clumps. Right. So you don't want clumps. This here will break it up and the wind just blows it out of your hand. It blows up and it drops down. Yep. 
they always allowed me to take the cue on my own. I didn't need a stage manager for that because I knew the song so well. So they all, all knew that the snow was going to happen when yep. the snow was supposed to happen because Glenn, I mean, I'm a theater guy, you know, I'm a director. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I, 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 I know what a cue is. I know when the cue is. I don't always need to be cued. So, um, and so, I, so when, when I start, everyone knows to start when I start. We had so much snow falling on that <laughs> stage and but it was so beautiful because like i said it was not no clumps at all because it will clump together if you just just dump it out of your hand yep and it was just this beautiful individual snowflake falling from all over plus it was falling uh, in, in the audience so if you were in the front row you had the snow on you but if you were in the rows back of course you have the monitors that you're watching but then when you're looking at the stage you're looking through snow to yeah. see snow it was such a cool effect. And on the last one, I, I had all my best guys there. I, I, I had the 18 crew and yeah. man, did it look beautiful. And 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 even the, the stills that they yes. had taken uh, with um, the finale of the song and the darling that with her arms out and paused there, you know, conducting yep. and the snows falling. So iconic. So iconic! I could not be more proud to have to have done that, uh, and to be a part of that. I mean, that lives in TV history. It absolutely yeah. does. I got goosebumps as you're as you were saying that. I I goosebumps all over, um, and and I'm I glad it. that. I just uh, loved it. Oh, it was so good. And thanks to Marilyn Sargent, by the way, who's uh, the one that sent me some of the actual snow and 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 the and the copy of the hymnal here. That was a beautiful night. Um, Okay. Uh, how awesome is Glenn and, and uh, just the artistry and the mastery of artistry um, in, in, in creating the effect for that night. Uh, I, we have other people, clips of other people talking about Darlene and the last uh, Christmas show uh, on our show, but you know what? I think that's a great place to end it. I must tell you all right now, uh, this is not the Christmas episode that I envisioned and started working on two months ago. I th two months ago, I thought, okay, we'll get Darlene Love on here. And that's what's going to happen. And I kept it pretty under wraps that it could have happened. And 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 uh, so circumstance just didn't allow it to happen. And um, <laughs> it was so funny how, uh, how, how this works. I'm really grateful for this Christmas episode of the Letterman podcast. It's a, uh, um, it is not where nowhere near what I thought it was going to be two months ago. Uh, and then, after uh, around episode 100, I started thinking, you know what, the year in review thing, that's what we'll do. Um, we'll show the poem again, Marilyn's poem again. And, and, and uh, <laughs> um, today, when I set out to shoot this episode, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Uh, I appreciate the fact that sometimes, um, not that this went off the rails, it just went into a different destination than I thought it was going to. Um, I just want to say this. To all of you who have uh, stuck with us from the very beginning and really, really, really put up with uh, the growing pains and uh, the the inadequacies at the beginning of this thing that the Letterman podcast that I personally um, have have brought to this thing, thank you very much. Now, for people who have just come on board in the last couple of months, we've had a bunch of you, uh, you'd be like, what? It's been worse than this? Yeah, it has. It's been significantly worse than this. Uh, um I, I, uh, it's the time of year where, um, 
you know, it's not Thanksgiving, but there's a similar sentiment, I think, this time of year, certainly uh, with family getting together and 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 um, whatever the holidays mean to you, whatever your persuasion is. Um, you know, I, I think about all of the, the the Jewish folks who are on our show and 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 um, uh, a part of our world. Uh, I wish you the happiest of Hanukkah um, for people who do celebrate Christmas. We wish you the merriest of Christmases. Um, any other holidays that are being celebrated at this time of year. Um, you know, I hope your Festivus is unbelievable as well. Uh, everything, you know, it's a holiday season and whatever that means to you, I hope that it's a good one. Um, for those of you, many of you know, I have a men's mental wellness podcast as well. My wife building a men's mental health app called He Changed It. Um, I'm not, of course, uh, unaware uh, all too well uh, that there are some people this time of year that uh, aren't having an easy time of it. And there are some people, I've had people reach out about my other show and this show telling me that um, they use this to keep them company. For you, I want to say especially a happy holiday. And, um, you know, where I can, I see you and where we can, we see you. And and, and thank you for uh, for being vulnerable enough to tell us that. And I hope wherever you're at in the holidays, whether you're uh, with insane crowds of people and you're just trying to keep up with the busyness i hope that you can and if you are um if you're uh alone or 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 stoic or in that place where you're keeping everything at bay uh whether through it's through circumstance or through your own i just say happy holiday and i hope that works out for you as well um but but at the end of the day uh there is one resounding wish that i have for people uh it's and that's some joy um, I certainly get a tremendous amount of joy out of this, out of this show and, um, and my family. And I, man, when I feel joy, I wish and hope that others can feel it as well. Uh, so happy holidays. Uh, I hope that you have enjoyed this, uh, very hodgepodge episode, Christmas episode of the Letterman podcast. My name, um, is Mike Chisholm. Thank you. And to all a good night.